0: Hello everybody and welcome back to our second episode on um, my illegal migrant pushbacks at the Lithuanian border. Um, so just beforehand, to those that haven't listened to our first episode which was published um, just a few weeks prior to this episode, um, please go ahead and listen to the first episode first because it will be crucial for understanding um, this follow-up episode. Um, So, Sergei, there have been some new developments in Lithuania that may help reduce illegal migrant pushbacks in the country. Um, So I'm back with you today, a month after our last talk, to find out uh, what has changed. Uh, So to my understanding, there have been two court decisions that are highly interesting to us. There was the final decision on the... um, uh, of the Administrative Court on the preliminary preliminary ruling of the Court of Justice, um, that the pushback policies and detention policies that we spoke about um, that are applicable in Lithuania at the moment are illegal. Um, Last time we were waiting for the Administrative Court to take this decision. So what action did it take um, after the preliminary ruling?
1: Yes, so you're completely right that we have uh, some developments, I'm not sure to what extent they're new because these decisions have been made already a while ago so I would rather say that they're quite important ones and now we can speak about them because the documents are finally published in Lithuanian mm-hmm. but we can here have a short commentary about them in English. So last time we talked about the uh, High Administrative Supreme, Administrative Court of Lithuania uh, requesting a pre- preliminary ruling from the uh, European Court of Justice on application of several uh, European directives, which essentially uh, describe the rights of migrants and third country, country nationals in the European Union, and procedures, how they can request for asylum, and in, in, in what cases what can be done, if they can be detained or not, and all other peculiarities of this whole process. So the uh, case actually started by one national, we don't have any personal information about him because the court decisions are usually impersonal and they don't include any personal information. But let's call this person MA. So this person MA has essentially sued sued the State Border Guard Service of Lithuania because he was uh, detained uh, by a court decision of first instance for three months. And then this person uh, appealed this decision because he considered that there were not sufficient grounds for his detention. So the case then went to the Supreme Administrative Court of Lithuania, which has jurisdiction to hear the cases in which the uh, state institutions are involved and state law is involved. And uh, the court decided that they need uh, additional interpretation from the European Court of Justice because this was the sphere of application of the directives I mentioned before. So these are two very specific directives. So one directive on by the European parliament and council on common procedures for granting and withdrawing uh, international protection and the second directive was on uh, was laying down standards for the reception of applicants for international protection So, the court asked for the preliminary ruling from the European Court of Justice. And as we discussed previously, the European Court of Justice uh, said two things. That, first of all, according to the first directive about the procedures for granting and withdrawing international protection, that uh, this directive must be interpreted as precluding legislation of a member state under which, uh, in cases where martial law, a state of war, or a state of emergency has been introduced. Uh, third country nationals who are legal, illegally or legally staying in the country are effectively deprived of the possibility of accessing the procedure for examining an application of international protection in the territory of that member state. So, if we translate that in the human language, essentially <laughs> it means that uh, uh, legislation must not uh, deprive um, third country nationals, regardless of how they entered the country legally or illegally. Uh, from filing an application for, for asylum. So it means if I am a third country national and I came to Lithuania, there is no question as to how I actually came or how I entered the country, legally or illegally. It doesn't matter what reasons I had for that, but my application, application must be considered. Yeah. So that was the first thing that the European Court of Justice said, and the second thing uh, that the European Court of Justice said that uh, uh, the directive must be interpreted as precluding legislation of a member state under which, in cases where martial law or a state of emergency has been introduced, uh, an asylum seeker may be detained solely on the ground that he or she is illegally present in the territory of the member state. So it means that if the fact was established that, for instance, I, as a migrant or third country national, I entered the Lithuania illegally, this is not a sufficient ground for me to be detained. Yeah. The simple fact of me being here illegally doesn't mean that I have to go to a detention center and stay here for three or six months or whatever longer period. There must be some more serious reason for that. So after this preliminary ruling was received, uh, the Supreme Administrative Court of Lithuania went further in, uh, in the case we discussed before with the... Uh, the citizen of some kind of foreign state MA mm-hmm. and they essentially ruled that uh, first of all uh, the citizen must be considered as an asylum applicant and second thing that uh, there was no grounds for the state's border guard service to ask for detention of that citizen. Yep. And, uh, so a, and essentially the court also confirmed the uh, interpretation of the preliminary ruling and also affirmed the application of these directives. So, essentially, now we have an interesting situation because we have laws according to which, national laws, according to which the State Border Guard Service can actually request for detention, and um, this law and uh, certain decisions by the Minister of Interior, which in combination allow for that, uh, they work only in the state of emergency, and country Lithuania is in the state of emergency, uh, so we sort of have this national legislation which provides for that and we also have also a ruling of the national court the 20 national court which essentially says that well, that there is no sufficient ground for the detention. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, a few other interesting things which court has actually affirmed in the, in, in the ruling which I would like to mention. So there is one um, a particular um, particular thing that is enshrined in the um, in the directive so uh, there is one uh, there is the possibility for detention is actually mentioned in the european directive uh, uh, in the, uh, in the one which is laying down standards for the reception of applicants for uh, international protection and uh, so in in this directive we can we have article 8 uh, about detention it's called detention and the third part of this article actually describes the ground on which this detention can happen, and so there are a number of reasons for which the applicant could be detained, and one of the reasons which was actually cited by the State uh, Border Guard Service was uh, the point E, which uh, which can be read as follows: that when protection of national security or public order so requires. So essentially, the Lithuanian border guard service, they wanted to argue that this, uh, this migrant, this third country national, by entering Lithuania, he posed some kind of a threat to national security or public order.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, again, the court in its decision has ruled that uh, actually, no, that wasn't the case. Uh, the, uh, in, the, in the judgment, we can find a sentence that, according to the court, there was uh, no reason to find that the mere unlawfulness of the applicant for international protection stay in the Republic of Lithuania in itself constitutes a sufficiently serious threat to a fundamental public interest or threats to the interest referred in the previous paragraph of the present decision. Here, the court refers to the decision of the previous instance. And without taking into account the applicant's personal conduct, which gives rise mm-hmm. to a real, present, and sufficiently uh, serious danger to a fundamental public interest or to the internal or external security of the Republic of Lithuania. So, again, if we try to uh, simplify uh, what was just said, it essentially means that for uh, this uh, reason, for this protection of national security to be applied, the state has to prove that uh, the migrant or third-country national who entered the country legally, he does something uh, in in what constitutes as a threat to the Lithuanian. Mm-hmm. So the mere fact of entering is not really a threat. You have to do something. So I don't know if we can imagine. So if if the person would be with, with a gun, for instance, or if a person would be doing something really dangerous, then we could perhaps argue. But the mere fact of entering cannot be uh, described or defined as. Any kind of threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, several more things that we could say. So, of course, the fact that we have this final decision is sort of reassuring in terms that we're still up to date with the uh, European law and that our legal system recognizes European law and we have some legal protections for the nationals, for mm-hmm. uh, third country nationals. On the other hand, we also have to see that, well, the person in this case, uh, a citizen of some kind of foreign state, and may this person had to go to several instances of the court and essentially wait for six months for this final decision. And still at the moment, the national legislation is in place. So this final court decision, it didn't actually cancel or nullify uh, the laws that were applied to, to that uh, mm-hmm. third country national. So we see that we have some kind of protection in theory, but its implementation in practice is very complicated. And the question is whether the government would react and do anything else. And unfortunately, we have to say that to this day, we haven't observed any concrete action from the Ministry of Interior or from the Parliament. There was a commentary from the Minister of Interior, uh, which was given uh, in the time when we were still waiting for the final decision of the court, but we already had a preliminary ruling. The preliminary ruling was uh, quite uh, uh, was uh, covered in media quite widely at the time, and uh, the minister of interior felt that uh, she has to comment this in some way, and yeah. she was requested for commentary, and she said essentially that they are in consultations with the EU on the lawfulness of the Lithuanian legal acts and and other decisions which provide for this detention or pushback of the migrants. But nothing was really changed, first of all. Second of all, from what we can understand, that the Ministry is not intending to change this policy, but uh, on the contrary, it wants to be legalized and it wants to be legalized on the European level. Mm -hmm. So if if we can interpret uh, searching for collective solutions in in, in that way. Uh, So um, probably in the near future, this is not going to change. But on the other hand, we also have another development, again, on the legal front. So uh, on the uh, 14th of September of this year, so not so long ago, uh, the Constitutional Court of Lithuania has accepted an individual complaint. Yeah. Uh, So in that individual complaint, uh, an individual, we again, we don't know who exactly, but that individual asks the court to clarify whether certain provisions of the law on the legal status of aliens in Lithuania are not contrary to the freedom of individual guaranteed by the Lithuanian constitution, that uh, its restriction uh, is only allowed uh, when necessary and unavoidable and in strict compliance with the law. Mm -hmm. So the question is whether uh, the Minister of Interior and the Parliament, whether they had sufficient grounds of introducing those amendments and making those decisions, which essentially legalized pushback and detention of migrants in Lithuania for the moment. Well, and according to the applicant, and it's, it seems to be true, at least for now, that there can be no legal framework that allows restriction for persons' liberty without a forced decision for an indefinite period of time, without procedural safeguards to ensure judicial review and the implementation of principle of legal certainty. So, I mean, uh, we can't say that detention is for an in indefinite period of time. So currently, the person could be detained for six months and if after six months the person is still not granted uh, the status of a refugee, so then that person cannot be detained for any longer and he's uh, given a residence permits and he can work and and live and wait for this final decision. So here maybe we can question, but what is certainly true is that uh, in the current procedures there is really no court decision for the for the detention. So the person can be simply detained by the decision just because it's written so on the law just because he entered the country illegally and his status is undetermined So this is really 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 inhumane because we actually we don't know the reasons We don't know how people enter we don't know their uh, state of health and, and then they are forced to spend six months in this uncertainty, after which they have absolutely no guarantee that they will in any status or anything else. So it's absolutely possible that you enter a country, you spend six months in a detention center, and then you are said that you don't have any rights here, you're not granted any status, there was not sufficient ground for that, and you have to go somewhere else essentially. Uh, well, so, uh, for the moment, uh, this decision is simply to um, accept this individual complaint. It's not, uh, uh, the court hasn't given any interpretation or any ruling here, so we'll probably wait and we'll see what will happen next. Mm-hmm. But this is certainly way more serious than in case of administrative court, because in case of administrative court, what courts court did, he upheld the and cancelled the decisions which were made previously Mm -hmm. for that specific individual, but the court cannot modify or change laws or review the constitutionality of these laws. The constitutional courts can do all of that, Mm -hmm. and we will see what will be the final decision. Maybe those laws will be declared null and void, or maybe the court will uh, uh, ask to, to change them. But in any case, we can expect some change in the status quo. Which was not expected from the executive at the moment, so we have some hope at this point.
0: Yeah, so actually, it's more of the constitutional court's decision that is kind of uh, of importance for us, or that may change may lead to a change in Lithuania than what we, um, than the administrative court, m- administrative court. And I don't really come from law, and I really understood this well, so thank you for this. Um, there's one question. Um, what do you think is going to be the timeline on any changes that may come? Can we say can you say anything about it or is this not something you can you could judge uh, from when when some change in the pushback and uh, detention policies may come?
1: Well, what I can say that situation is quite uh, unpredictable. But although we discussed some legal proceedings, which always take a lot of a lot of time, and and the outcome is always uh, a bit unclear, and 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 maybe not as. Uh, uh, not, not as, as as interesting as sometimes decisions by the executive because still uh, the legal branch is constrained in its decisions and it can only comment on legality of some decisions but it cannot reverse any action or change the policy mm-hmm. right but at the same time we cannot rule out that the government itself will, will, will change its actions so we will see how it will go. Also, what we have to understand is that the situation on the border, it it hasn't really changed. So the uh, pushbacks and detentions uh, they are continuing. And also in our organization, we track the numbers of every day, how many people uh, are actually turned away or pushed back from the border. Those numbers are reported in the national media every day. And we have seen that those numbers were diminishing in the middle of the summer, but they started to rise in August again and now we have higher numbers so we have from 50 to 120 migrants trying to enter lithuania per day and the situation continues Uh, but for how long again we don't know because we also have to understand that uh, they are coming from belarus so in belarus they are also uh, coming in 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 some kind of a way which is probably supported by their local authorities So, uh, it is possible that, for instance, on one day, there is just no more migrants because no more of them would come to Belarus. we also have to, there are also some interesting developments actually in terms of nationality of those who are coming because previously we were having a lot of uh, migrants from the uh, so-called MENA countries, Middle Eastern and non-African countries. So now the geography seems uh, to start changing. We have people coming from the Central Asia, from countries like Tajikistan, for example, so some there were some uh, people, there were there, there is a fact established that there were some people with uh, Tajikistan nationality uh, found on the on the border. So we will see how the situation changes, and it doesn't depend only on the decisions of the of the Lithuanian government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the same can be said actually about the EU, because as we talked uh, previously in our previous conversation, there was no infringement procedure launched at that time and Lithuanian government was in discussion with the Commission and uh, other EU institutions on how to legalize or how to solve this issue. So again, here anything can change if the EU, for instance, or if the political leadership of the EU would decide to change its stance on what is happening here and take a more harsh one and also accept that what's happening is actually illegal under the same European Union law. So then again, we'll probably have a different uh, reaction from the government. But what is worrying and what is really regrettable that international law and European law is uh, not a concern for the moment for the Lithuanian executives when making a decisions. So their concern is uh, national policy, uh, this narrative of, of defending the state, defending the state borders, but not really caring about uh, the people who are there, about, their, uh, about uh, their circumstances and about humanitarian issues which should be universally applicable everywhere in the world for every government if if we want to have some kind of sustainable and peaceful future
0: okay well um thank you very much sergey thank you for this interview um and um this second episode on updating us basically on what has happened um so just if i can round this interview up here um i guess that's all the updates we get from you today so we are we investigated today the question about where the European Court of Justice uh, ruling on the illegal migrant pushbacks at the Lithuanian border leaves us today. Um, And so there were two important rulings we discussed, which is the Supreme Administrative Court ruling that responded to the ECJ's ruling, and a new ruling which came to the light, which seems kind of more important than the first one, which is the Constitutional Court's ruling um, accepting, actually, an individual's complaint um, about detention infringing on basic liberties. So for the first one, for the the Supreme Administrative Court ruling, we can say that there's been some kind of improvement. um, And there's, I think more, it's more to be called deliberation um, on what on this on the situation of uh, illegal pushbacks and also the detentions um arguing that citizens a citizen has a right to be in asylum by for example or um that the mere fact of entering the country cannot be prescribed um, described as a reason for detention um so it really shows that the legal system in lithuania is respecting the european law and i guess this is all the european rulings and i guess this is a very good sign already um, just comparing it or thinking about other countries in the European Union where this uh, any ECJ ruling doesn't really have uh, a lot of uh, power at the moment. Um, and then secondly, I guess um, very surprising, the Constitutional Court acceptance of this individual complaint that detention infringes on liberties um, is kind of very interesting, even though it may have no concrete implications now it kind of sends a certain sign and I guess the Constitutional Court's ruling as you said is a lot more, um, has a lot more power than for the the Administrative Court because it can change basic underlining law. Um, So we're going to we're going to have a look how this may change the status quo about detention um, and the illegal pushbacks that is in, in the lithuanian law um, and yeah well i think in the final part you kind of made it very clear that there is a lot of space for movement from both uh, the na- national and the european level um, and i guess uh, this just asks us to have a further look in the future on what is happening in, in lithuania Um, on illegal migrant pushbacks and detention policies. Thank you very much.